Hey, what's up everybody? This is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. Whether you're a member at Parker Ford or just joining us online today, it's great to have you with us as we continue our new midweek teaching series on spiritual formation. The series is called Reflections on Spiritual Formation because over the next couple months what we'll be doing is looking at different paradigms and different concepts about spiritual formation. Last week uh, we started with just sort of a, a teaching on confession and just how how spiritual formation starts with being honest about our own brokenness and where we're at and our need for God. Today is going to be more of an introduction to the concepts um, of spiritual formation, some of the big ideas that many great thinkers and writers um, have written about throughout the, the ages of, of Christian history about spiritual formation. So there's going to be different terms and that sort of thing uh, that are described this week. And then we'll start to dig into those paradigms and into some of the different concepts and ideas in the coming weeks. So today is uh, foundational concepts and terms of spiritual fo- formation. Before we continue in the teaching, let's pray together and invite the Holy Spirit to form us as his people today. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you take a deep interest in our lives and that you continually desire to shepherd and mold and grow us into more vibrant people, people of depth, people of character, people of integrity. You don't give up on us. You forgive us and you welcome us back in. When we run away uh, with open arms, you greet us at the front door and you're continually inviting us to become more like you. And so today we pray that we would indeed be formed deeper into your image, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever met someone who's really shallow, but who thinks they're deep? I've, I've had a number of interactions with people like that uh, throughout the course of my life, and it's always an interesting interaction when you meet someone who thinks of themselves as a really deep person, um, but it's just this surface-level sort of depth uh, that they're walking around with. It reminds me of this quote uh, from the classic book, Celebration of Disciplines, which is one of the really uh, sort of classic formational books of the last uh, generation by Richard Foster. And we're going to be talking about more about some of his writing in the coming weeks. But right at the beginning, he starts his book with this, uh, this simple statement. I think it's so good. He says, superficiality is the curse of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but for deep people. So let me take the beginning and end of those statements and put it together. He says, superficiality is the curse of our age and the desperate need today is not for people of greater intellect, but people who have greater depth. Are you a person of depth? Am I a person of depth? This is one of the key questions and the key reasons that we pursue spiritual formation because formation in Christ is such a foundational issue. It has to do with the depths of who we are and recognizing the fact that in our depths, we are completely bankrupt. We are completely corrupt. We are completely broken. When we look internally, there is nothing but selfishness and corruption and 
so what we do is we bring that honestly in confession before Christ and ask him to form us. The scriptures have much to say about spiritual formation. One of the classic scriptural texts about spiritual formation comes from Romans 8, where the Apostle Paul writes in verse 29, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. What Paul is saying here is that those of us who have been adopted into the family of God through Christ, those of us who have received the atonement of Jesus Christ, the the cleansing of Jesus Christ through his death, through his resurrection, through his teachings, through the ministering spirit within us, he has chosen us, he has called us to be conformed to the image of his Son. It's not enough for us to just have the right theology. We are actually called to become transformed individuals, conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That is the idea that sits at the heart of spiritual formation, that you and I, through Jesus Christ, through his word, through his ministering spirit, through the community that he's called us to be a part of, have actually been invited on a journey to become more like him. And every day is an opportunity to take another step in that journey of becoming more and more transformed, more and more conformed into the image of Christ. But let none of us ever be deceived into thinking that we've arrived. Because when we arrive in the full presence and glory of Jesus Christ, I don't care if you're Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, or any other great saint, um, when we arrive, we are all Um, down on our faces, broken before Jesus Christ. And so uh, the conforming into the image of Jesus is not something that we achieve and that we finish. It's something that we continue throughout our lives. So here at the um, sort of the introduction of this uh, formation series, a few terms that I wanted to introduce and make sure we're on the same page uh, going forward. And perhaps concepts of spiritual formation are new for you, or it's been a while since you've read or thought about spiritual formation. So this will be uh, a helpful um, sort of reminder of some of the key terms in spiritual formation. One of the key terms is uh, sort of obvious, but it needs to be said, is the, the term disciple. In Christ, we are called to discipleship. A disciple is a student. That's what it means to be a disciple. And so as long as you are a disciple, you are continually a student. A student at the feet of our great rabbi. You'll also notice in the word disciple, the connection between the words discipline and disciple. So a disciple is not just a student. It's a student who is being disciplined by our rabbi. And not in the sense of being punished, but disciplined in the sense of growing our discipline, growing our our practices, growing our skills, growing our ability to understand him and live like him and walk with him. And so you and I, um, one of our primary identities in Christ is we are disciples, which means we are students of the rabbi and we are being disciplined. And God disciplines those he loves, as it says in Proverbs 3, as well as Hebrews chapter 12. Another term that's important when it comes to our identity is that we are apprentices. And if you read spiritual uh, formation works, whether it's Richard Foster or Dallas Willard um, or others, you're going to come across this term, that we are called to a life of apprenticeship. 
Jesus has a will and he has a kingdom. He desires to accomplish his will in his kingdom and his kingdom is here. It's at hand as Jesus preached in Matthew 4 and then the Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus has invited each of us to become apprentices of his way, of the way of Christ, of the kingdom. And so we're, we're disciples, we're students, but we're also apprentices who are learning how to build things like he does, how to teach like he does, how to live like he does, how to do miracles like he does. We are apprentices of the way of Christ. Another important um, identity term, and maybe the most important, is that of child. In Christ, we have become sons and daughters of God. We are in the household of God, and God treats us as his children. So you are a son, you are a daughter of God. You're a disciple, a student being disciplined. You're an apprentice that's invited to learn, skillfully learn his ways and his kingdom. But at your core, you're a son and daughter, and he is your Abba Father. And many scriptures speak of this, including the beautiful passage in Romans 8 that says, the Spirit is testifying within us that we are children of God, and so we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father, to our God. All right, a few more important formational terms uh, that you'll come across when we study or read about spiritual formation. Um, And they all have to do with this word uh, form, which makes sense. So we are being formed in God. He desires to form us into something new. Um, He formed us in our mother's wombs. He he is the great creator. And so we are already formed beings, um, but we are continually being formed by him. We are also being transformed by him. Uh, As it says in Romans chapter 12, we renew our minds in Christ that we might be transformed. Um, So we we are not just being formed, but being transformed like a butterfly is transformed from a caterpillar into a butterfly. That's the same idea of morphing. We are, we, are tran- we are being transformed. We are morphing into something new in Christ. We are also being conformed. So it's not just a random transformation. It's um, specifically into the image of Christ that we are being conformed into. So not that we might look more and more like something else, but that we might look more and more like who we are meant to be in Christ. And we are being informed. So we're being formed, transformed, conformed, informed. And this is a holistic formation process that's taking place in our bodies, in our spirits, in our souls, in our minds. God cares about every component of our psychoanatomy. And so in spiritual formation, we think about these different words. Here at Parker Ford Church, one of our sort of mottos, missional mottos, is up, in, and out. So we believe we are being formed in our intimacy with Christ, up in our relationship with God. We believe that we are being formed in, within our community. God has called us into a specific time and place to live in, so we're being formed among a specific group of people. And we are being called and formed out into the community. We're meant to walk out our discipleship, our formation, our apprenticeship, our our sonship and daughterhood in Christ. We're meant to walk it out within our spheres of influence in our community. Once again, Romans 8 says, For those he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed into the image of his Son. So you, my brother and sister in Christ, have been chosen by God, have been called by God, have been predestined by God to be conformed into the image of his Son. The more you walk with him, the more you're meant to look like him. So as you're reflecting on these thoughts today, I'd invite you Uh, to sort of ask yourself the following questions. What does it mean to be a disciple and an apprentice of God? For you personally, what does it mean that you're a disciple and an apprentice 
of God. How is God forming, transforming, reforming, and conforming you today? And do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? Because Jesus says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. I pray that this conversation is a blessing for you today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Go with God.